Well, hello there. I'm Jim Harrington. It's another day. And I'm Bill Knight. Well, it's uh, the day after the primaries in uh, Massachusetts, which I guess a bad day for Biden, Elizabeth Warren, and uh, the lot because um, there were some Trump endorsements that uh, yeah. did well. Yeah, they uh, uh, actually surprised a lot of people. I think that the mainstream Republicans in Massachusetts expected uh, their candidate to win, and uh, the Trump endorsed candidate uh, Deal, Jeff Deal, I think his name is. Uh, he yeah. w- he won. Yeah. Did you hear what happened in in Washington yesterday? Another sensitive document leaked to the uh, to the Washington Press. Post. Yeah. Uh, it says here, this is the headline, another deep state leak to the Washington Post document describing foreign government's nuclear capabilities seized by FBI during Mar-a-Lago raid. I find this uh, incredible. First of all, I question whether it's a legitimate document found at this point. Well, yeah, you know what? I question whether they got the documents and, and, and who's uh, willy-nilly with the documents. If it is a real document... You know, Trump or the God blessed FBI, well, you know, this, the, this came from the FBI. Merrick Garland, by the way, said, oh, there won't be any leaks in this investigation. So far, we've had at least two that I know of, you know, the one with the documents on the floor. And now this yeah, one all nicely arranged with big, bold letterhead as to what they were. Sure. It says That's a doc- how that works. A document describing a foreign government's nuclear capabilities was seized by the FBI during its raid of Trump's Florida residence last month. The document is so highly cl- classified that the FBI leaked it to the Washington Post. Figure yeah, that one here's, out. Well, here's the sad thing, you know, I, and, I, and I've noticed it in the news with people that are Trumpers. Well, he shouldn't have had those documents. Yeah. Well, you know, there's this and there's that. Wait a minute. Well, January 6th shouldn't have happened. So they're buying the God-blessed narr- you know, yeah. story that's being laid out there that's untrue. I remind people, look it. He was the president of the United States. He had the, the highest uh, classified clearance that there is. He had the authority at his will to take any document anywhere, including Mar-a-Lago. When those documents were shipped to Mar-a-Lago, he declassified them, he was still president, and he shipped them to Mar-a-Lago. So they may have had a cover that said classified. They may have said classified on the front. But the fact of the matter is, because he was president of the United States, he had declassified them, they weren't classified. Well, that is under the assumption that the Top secret nuclear thing. You remember they said, oh, well, you know, there's top secret nuclear stuff. Yeah. All right. But they couldn't prove anything. And, you know, there was doubt to whether, well, did that really go there? So now they just sat there and said, okay, let's put some icing on this on this crap cake that we've made. And let's leak a document. You know, Absolutely. we've got a corrupt government. we got a corrupt system. You cannot believe that. But what you can believe. Right. They will they will stoop to no level, you know, too low to sit there and sink somebody that might have some goods on them. Bill, this was a purely political attack on yeah. Trump. This had nothing to do with the classified documents. 
this was out, uh, this was done in my opinion to squelch his uh, his opportunity for 2024 to put him down as uh, a leader in the Republican Party. And I don't think they achieved that goal. I think the fact of the matter is the more they do to attack him, the stronger he gets, the more powerful he gets. Yeah, look, you know, whether he runs or not, uh, and I think he's going to run, and I think he's got a damn good shot at winning. Mm-hmm. But look at all of his endorsed candidates of how they've done. Oh, yeah. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to win in the election. And I say that. Coming back to where I am, I mean, I'm leaving either late this afternoon or early in the morning tomorrow to head back home. But the point mm-hmm. is, yesterday in the election, I saw oh, the fix is already in because yesterday morning, right after the podcast, you know, they were lamenting on the news, going, you know, all these people are standing out in the rain. They've got torrential rain up here. It's been a big drought. Oh, yeah. But all of a sudden, these people are standing there waiting to vote and they're going, well, we're ready to do the votes, but there's a problem. Uh, the ballots that you need. They're locked in a safe, and nobody has the combination. We don't know how to get into the damn thing. Then the other shenanigans that they're talking about today, and this is freaking big. Mm-hmm. A lady that was registered as an independent, apparently it's happened more than once. You know, I know like in Pennsylvania, I go up and they, they, they check off my name, and they hand me a, a conservative ballot because that's how you're registered. Right. They know. Apparently here... You've got to sit there and ask whether you want a Democrat or Republican ballot. So she went up as an independent. They can vote. Uh, what ballot do you want? Well, I want an independent. I'm an independent. I think I heard uh, this on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. And no, you can't have that independent ballot because we don't have independent ballots. So, okay, then I want a Republican one. Then they blast her name all over yeah. the place for everyone to hear, which is her private thing going, you, you want a Republican ballot? Yeah, I well, heard. Okay, well, here's your Republican ballot. Now, you go over there and yep. you cast your vote. And then when they do, okay, um, we're going to take your ballot. We want you to put it into that machine right there. Two machines. Uh, that machine had some problems. We fixed it. We need to oh, test my it goodness. with your ballot. Now, wow. think about this. Voting machines, you know, and the question of in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. back in the original election and in the primaries, you're supposed to get a receipt from an electronic machine. You know, the uh, who makes the stupid machine? Dominion. Dominion. Then that's what they had. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not printing tickets, but don't worry, your vote counts. Like they How know. How the hell do you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, there there were some shenanigans they said last night. I think the uh, case you were talking about where uh, they couldn't get the the closet open and they were delayed mm-hmm. getting the ballots, I think that was down on the Cape. I think I want to yeah. say it was in Barnstable or Sandwich. I think it was in Barnstable. And then they said, well, okay, we're going to extend the voting until midnight, which makes it easier for the for the system to cheat. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing how this works. Unbelievable. So what they were doing was testing the steel. Yeah. But it was not stolen. This is like, you know, uh, you know, uh, what, what's her name? Uh, Corinne Jean. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, right. Corinne Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre en français. <laughs> I certainly don't need to be lectured about uh, the southern border. Yeah. Yes. Well, of course. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you, you do. do need to be schooled because... 
you're stupid. Oh, she said something last week which drove me up the wall. She said, it's not like they're just pouring in. She said a comment like that, and anybody who was in the room would have, you know, they, I'm sure they all wanted to jump up and say, wait a second, it is like they're pouring in. Have you seen the border? But, no, she uh, doesn't want to see it. She doesn't want to hear it. You know, you don't need to lecture me. You don't need to do this. And Joe doesn't need to be lectured. We know what we know. And because we know what we know, you got to believe what we know. Amazing. Uh, but anyway, congratulations to Jeff Deal because yeah, he had everything. Get, although I just don't, I don't have a lot of confidence in the November the election. Yeah. I got a feeling, okay, now they're going to focus on stealing it again. And they'll look at the 2020 election and say, hey, no one got in any trouble there. There were no consequences. We can do it again. We know what to avoid this time. So it'll be harder for them to to uh, to prove that we were stealing. You think the rhinos that lost are going to sit there and let the money that he's going to need to uh-huh. uh, meet the challenge, uh-huh. you know, filter down to him? Hell no. It's he's going to have to do it all on foot. Yep. They're not going to back them, no. the, the Republican Party. Because the Republican Party in Massachusetts, it's, it's the party of Charlie Baker. And Charlie Baker, the governor right now, was a, a staunch rhino. He was a major disappointment to most, uh, most oh, yeah. MAGA the, Republicans. Yeah, the, the, the Republicans in Massachusetts, you know. Uh, they're moderates. Of course, they are. Uh, yeah, moderate is of course old code school for rhino. Yes, rhino. Yes, yes. So we don't we don't call ourselves rhino. We don't. We're make, moderates. We don't make too many waves. We go along to get along, as they would say. Yes. 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 We bend over quite easy. I'm sure you do. In um, in Washington, that story about the Washington Post and that leak, I find that disturbing because they just they won't stop. At um, when they get caught and they have no traction with the story, they throw something else in, and, they, and mm-hmm. when that doesn't ha- get any traction, they throw something else in. I really think, and I I didn't believe this a month ago. I think that no matter what, they're going to indict President Trump. They want him in jail. They want him in jail, and I hesitate to say this. I I almost go along with what Bernie Kerrick said about uh, President Trump's personal safety. I think the thing that's keeping him safe right now is the fact that he's so popular. There's so much attention. So many people are on his side that they're hesitant to do anything as drastic as that. But believe me, I think there are people on that side who, if they had the opportunity, would. Yeah, I've always thought that he's in harm's way. But keeping himself out there on the campaign trail, he's got a big base. It's not going to be easy to tear down that base. And I don't know what kind of lie they would have to throw out there. And even if I did, I wouldn't suggest it. Because <laughs> uh, they would sit there and, and take it. I would suggest to the Republicans to get off your lazy ass and not give up certain, uh, certain. you know, they, they talk about the abortion. Oh, the abortion thing's going to be big. Is the abortion, is it really about abortions? Or is it, uh, because I think most conservatives, you know, they realize that th- there are exceptions to the rule in early term. They're kind of okay with it. They get it. You know, it's the willy-nilly people that use it as birth control or late term where the Democrats... They oh, want to kill the baby pregnant? now yeah. after it's born. They want to yeah. they yeah. give the parent the opportunity to kill the baby after it's born. 
And that's the thing you focus on. And you focus on women's rights and, you know, that, that they, the equality of them and that they can sit there. They have a right to choose. Now, when I say that, you know, you give them the exceptions and the early term because I get that. I think most people do. But see, we've been we've allowed ourselves to be vilified, and we got to take that narrative out of there and straighten that up, and let them be the guys that sit there and go, "Oh yeah, the baby's born, you don't want it, get rid of it." And I keep thinking about what we talked about last week. I think that they're throwing this MAGA term around like it's Nazis. MAGA equals Nazi, and I think we have got to start throwing the terms around communist and socialist, like we talked about last week. I think Liberal equals communism yeah, and socialism. These, these are communists. And fascists yes. and dictators. These are what these people are that are attacking us. And I think that if they're going to call us nasty names, I think it's about time we call them names that are probably more appropriate. You know, they, they, they equate us to, to the Nazis. I mean, us meaning Trump supporters. And all we want is what is good for our country. I mean, I'm talking about the basic things of uh, honesty, integrity, a, a solid country, uh, prosperity, and all of those things, uh, security. We want the things that have traditionally been the things that have made our country great. What they want is to destroy our country. They want to take away all those things. They want to make it a different country, more like the country we, uh, we were trying to get away from in the 50s and 60s, the Russian socialistic country. That's what they want yeah. today here. Um, yeah, and you know what? And Joe, you know, they, they, he's now been linked to, yeah, he is the big guy. He's getting, he got money from China. He's been getting money from China. He profited from China off his vice presidency. And I'm sorry, he needs to be investigated. And if he did, that's a treasonous act. You want to put somebody in orange and hang him in the public? Well, that would be Kami Joe. Kami Joe, there's a good name for him. C.J. Kami Joe. You know, it's amazing. Commander-in-Chief. Joe talks about us being, quote, violent, and our rhetoric is, is terrible. He, he says things like that. He said it in the Independence Hall speech last week. This is from Kathy Griffin. Remember her, Kathy Griffin, the uh, yep. comedian? Uh, mm -hmm. I never figured out what the heck was funny about her. Uh, whatever it was, it had to be early in her career because... Her sense of humor recently stinks. This is what she tweeted yesterday. Quote, if you don't want a civil war, vote for Democrats in November. If you do want a civil war, vote for Republicans. That's Kathy Griffin. Well, she doesn't know what the hell she's talking about because there's a poll out there right now. Mm -hmm. Now, this is Republicans and Democrats. 57% of the population believes that Joe's speech was so divisive and designed to incite uh, the people and escalate hate and violence. 90% of those people were Republicans. So that means a vast majority of Democrats are also on the page saying, yeah, this is hateful and we shouldn't be doing this. I think but I that's saw what that a poll. Democrat is these days. Brand new poll that just came out. Uh, is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty uh, interesting. Uh, independents are leaning our way, and they don't like that on the other side. Oh, they're, they're saying they're not leaning our way. They're saying they're leaning 
Democrat. It's funny how they well, take wait, the numbers. Wait a second. Maybe we're looking at a different poll. I'm sorry. Let me let me just. Uh, I'm just going by what the news is saying. Yeah, this is just uh, this just came out, Bill. I'm talking about maybe overnight. Uh, yeah. It is a Trafalgar Group uh, report, which says the following. Please stand by. It says uh, 35.5% of Americans said that the speech is ex- is acceptable campaign messaging that is expected in the an election year. Split by political party, Democrats were more likely to see the speech as acceptable, while Republicans and independents said the speech was a dangerous escalation. 70.8% of the Democrats said that the speech was acceptable campaign messaging, while 18.7% said that it was designed to incite conflict. That's the Democrats. A vast majority of Republicans, 89.1%, said that the Biden speech represents a dangerous escalation, with just 4.7% saying it was acceptable and 6.2% saying they weren't sure. 62.4% of independent voters said the speech was a dangerous escalation, while 31.2% said it was acceptable. So it it would say to me that the independents, as far as that is concerned, are leaning towards the Republican side. But you know, Bill, they said in this in this poll that it was acceptable, those who said it was okay, was acceptable campaign messaging. That well, being said, Bill, he had no business using U.S. Marines in the background. That is not part of a campaign speech uh, protocol, do you know? Well, he doesn't play by anybody else's rules but his. That's he is, true. Uh, he's been an evil guy all of his life in that acceptable messaging See, now that's something I think that needs to be addressed and changed. All this crap, because the reason that they do all this hate in the memes, and a lot of it are Mm -hmm. the memes that people post are generated by the parties, because they're sitting there going, with the sound bites on the news and everything, they can't really talk about the issues in any substance. So the best thing for them to do is to sling crap on the wall and if you throw enough, it sticks, and it's the yeah. side that sticks the most crap against the other guy against the wall that wins, no matter how big the lie. Now, with that said, if we sat there and said, I'm sorry, but no more of this crap, you know, no more of this fake, you know, slinging stuff, taking and twisting stories, there's got to be some kind of repercussion for it, you know, yeah. so that they get out there and actually sell their message. Figure it out. How to sell your message. Well, along those lines, I'm I'm sick and tired of the Washington Post, like they did, uh, talking about these leaked documents from unidentified sources, from people who wanted to remain anonymous. All of this nonsense. At some point, the public has got to say, stop it. Stop this crap. Enough is enough. Either you tell well, us, you know, where we got these documents, you know, it should be illegal for them to do this. Well, do you remember the day, uh, you know, a journalist never has to give up their source. Oh, you don't want to give up your source. You go to jail. And, and we made fun right. of that and all of that stuff. But when you're talking about if it's really a top secret, secret document, right. That somebody willy nilly came up and gave me. Yeah. You know, then yeah. you know what? <laughs> yeah. You're a treason. You're a treasonous. Absolutely. If you don't give up the source, you know, not only do you go to jail, you go into 
you know, a trial and a tribunal, and when you're found guilty, you suffer the consequences of being a treasonous, and that will shut down all those, well, we got it from a friend of a friend of a friend who stole it from a box that was really not in uh, Mar-a-Lago, but we said it was. Hillary Clinton destroys 33,000 emails on a server that she had in her, her bathroom closet, and that's okay. The Federal Bureau of Inde- Investigation and the Justice Department, they said that was fine. We're not going to file any charges. Now, President Trump, who's been literally squeaky clean, even though the left just can't give it up, right? They keep trying to come out with stuff and, and, and destroy this guy. And every time they do, they're proven wrong. And uh, now this thing here, I would be willing to bet you that uh, it'll fall away and disappear. It's, it's done intentionally, folks. These are little, like, snowballs. They throw them at you, and they hurt for a second, or, you know, you get it, and then it eventually dissipates, and the public forgets about it, and they give it a few more days, and they'll throw another snowball at them, another bit of, of phony, fake documentation, and it'll catch the headlines again. Oh, we got him again this time. You know, CNN yesterday, they were going crazy. Oh, we got him now, basically, is their attitude. Oh, he's probably going to go to jail. We got him now. We got him now. Oh, he's going to be taken away in shackles. But, you know, I think they're they're peppering these stories out there, Mm -hmm. and what they're doing is they're letting it settle, and they want to see which one has a little bit of traction and they'll focus on that one. And all these stories are just that. They're stories. Yeah. They're lies. They're fabrications. Yeah. Let's throw it out there, and let's see which one that their base, their base l- clings onto. All right, there's the one that we can sell our base and maybe sway a few people over. Let's go ahead and build this story up. They couldn't make the top-secret documents thing work so, and they always said nuclear, 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 and right. it was nothing. So now we have to go ahead and leak something that you, you don't know where they where it came from. It could have been stuffed in the uh, the pile of stuff. They could have stuffed it in the uh, documents in the FBI building. For you know all how we know, I would believe that there was a a, a document like that. If they would have walked in with their search warrant. And I see the warrant is a legitimate warrant. We have to trust it was a legitimate warrant. And they walked in with the camera and they go, well, these are the boxes. And then they take the boxes, never shut off that camera and go through, uh-huh, there's one, you uh-huh, know. there's another. And then let's take a look at the damn, oh, it's top secret information. Yes, but you're the one that's saying, you know, no, we're not seeing the step-by-step step procedure. We're. They, I was thinking the same thing. They should videotape the entire search process, exactly. every stage. They should have had multiple cameras on site by the FBI videotaping everything. Yeah, but you know what? They got a fake White House. Uh, you know, they, they could probably sit there. And uh, there's enough pictures now. They could probably go and fake that, too, even though there weren't. You could see there weren't cameras going in with the guys, but those all oh, they had body cams. They wanted body the, cams. They wanted the security cameras off uh, as soon yeah. as they got there. Fortunately, President Trump and his legal team said, "You keep them on. They have no right to turn off our security cameras." That's right. 
Um, this is only evidence in that way. If they do come up with video evidence, say, why doesn't, why don't they match? So in the meantime, we're sitting here talking about this. And again, this is important, but it's also, I feel this is fake. This, this story about uh, the nuclear documents that mm-hmm. they've quote uncovered, by the way, they're saying that it described, uh, the nuclear defense systems of a foreign nation, you know, what foreign nation? They didn't say. They have England. It could have been North Korea. It could have been North Korea. It could have been anywhere. anywhere. China, um, Russia. Guess what? I can find them all on the internet. By the way, I, they also showed, I think, a cover of the, uh, of the of the document from a distance. It, for all I know, it could have been the phone bill. While we're talking about this stuff, John Stewart mm-hmm. yesterday uh, was in Disney World presenting an honor. To a Ukrainian neo-Nazi. Nice. The Biden administration invited their heroes, the Azov Battalion, a neo-Nazi group, to Disney World, where the Pentagon honored an esteemed guest there. Uh, Leftist Jon Stewart awarded neo-Nazi Ihor Halushka with the coveted Heart of the Team Awards. Among the many things we're all now required to believe, there are so many it's hard to keep track, but one of the main ones is the Ukrainian government is running a vibrant democracy that's a model for our country. Nothing the Ukrainian government does is bad, and there are absolutely no Nazis working for the Ukrainian government. Well, the problem is that dumb people kind of believe this, and then that leads to embarrassing moments, as Jon Stewart found out the hard way recently. Fox's Trace Gallagher has that story for us. Hey, Tucker, turns out the journey from fascism to heroism now only takes a few months. Before the Russian invasion of Ukraine, several media outlets, including the U.S. government's own Voice of America, were happy to lash out at Ukraine's Azov Battalion for embracing Nazism. Now the U.S. appears to be embracing the Azov Battalion at the happiest place on earth, no less. Here's the deal. During the Defense Department's annual war games at Disney World in Orlando, liberal comedian Jon Stewart reportedly awarded Ihor Halushka, a member of the Ukraine's Azov Force, the, quote, heart of the team award for his inspiration, his shining example, and, of course, his humor. We're told Halushka happily accepted his award with a sleeve over his left arm, a left arm that has previously been photographed with a Nazi tattoo. We should note the Azov Battalion member picked up his award with many people, including Jon Stewart, chanting, Ihor, Ihor. Meantime, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky remotely rang the opening bell of the New York Stock Exchange today. It wasn't just symbolic, mind you. Zelensky was also pitching his country, looking for money. In other words, asking investors to support the nation's projects, Google and Microsoft have already invested. When we started talking about the uh, neo-Nazis in the Ukraine, a lot of people criticized us for what we were saying. Oh, neo-Nazis, what are you talking about? No, they exist, folks. And he, this guy they gave an award to was one of them. There's a picture of him on the uh, the internet. He's there getting the award, and he has a red sleeve. Oh, he has a T-shirt on, and then a red sleeve under it, and that's on there because under the red sleeve, he had tattooed a Nazi symbol. And I guess he figured it would be inappropriate to uh, be flaunting the Nazi swat sticker you know, of course, um, we're sitting here talking about phony news that the FBI is throwing at us. In the meantime, we have real problems happening in the world. Uh, the Ukraine is a much bigger problem than 
we're being led to believe. We're giving billions of dollars to, I believe, the wrong side. Now you're saying, wait a second, Jim, a lot of Ukrainians are innocent people. I agree. I agree that the mainstream Ukrainian citizen is a is a victim here, but I think their government is corrupt. I think Zelensky is corrupt. They get no checks and balances, Bill. We're giving them billions of dollars, and we don't even know where the heck it goes. Well, you know what? We're giving them, or our government is giving them, because you know what? As far as I'm concerned, many of the people in the United States are innocent victims to our, I agree. our government. Yeah. Doug McGregor was on with Laura, uh, Laura Ingram a couple of days ago, actually about a week ago, and they were talking about the state of our military right now. This is something, it is terrible. You got to hear this. This is about three minutes long. He's a very articulate guy. He was an advisor to the president, President Trump, and uh, he should have been the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and not Millie, because Millie is, is a waste of space, in my opinion. This is Doug McGregor. Well, General Milley made clear just how far he was willing to go to subvert the commander-in-chief in telling his staff that he would not quit, he reportedly remarked, I'll just fight him. Glasser and Baker go on to write that what he saw as his challenge to stop Trump from doing any more damage, and at one point adding, if they want to court-martial me or put me in prison, have at it, but I will fight from the inside. Here now is retired Colonel Douglas McGregor, former Trump defense secretary, defense secretary advisor. Now, Colonel, this is being described as an indictment of Trump's character, but how is it being described as anything but the subversion of presidential authority? Like a military coup. Well, it is. It's subversion of presidential authority. It's also the destruction of civil military relations that we've enjoyed in this country, almost unbroken for over the last hundred years at least. I, unfortunately, I'd like to say that uh, General Milley is an isolated case, but I don't think he is. And I think he's a product of uh, the selection process that favors the sycophant, the yes-man, uh, and really does not focus in any way, shape, or form on demonstrated character, competence, or intelligence. But we've now made another step over the last 20 years from just picking sycophants to actually insisting that the sycophants, the yes-men, assimilate and internalize this wokeism and all of these bad policies that are currently destroying the, the military establishment. And he is the perfect example of it. I just think he decided that his future is aligned with, you keep calling it the deep state, I just call it the military industrial congressional complex. I think he sees his future there. He doesn't believe that anyone can come into this city as President Trump tried to do and change it. Well, Trump had a, a kind of a romantic vision. You said this on my podcast today. He had a romantic vision, which you kind of have to admire, of the generals from like maybe the World War II era. Explain well, the that. only generals that uh, President Trump ever mentioned in my presence were MacArthur and Patton. He may have mentioned Eisenhower, perhaps Grant and Lee. I don't know anything about this allegation of German generals. Uh, I think he thought that he was dealing with men in uniform who were of the same character and cut as those men that I just mentioned, MacArthur and Patton and Eisenhower. And obviously that's not, not the case at all. There's no integrity. There's no uh, understanding of their duty. I can't imagine any general officer coming out of the Oval Office and then picking up the phone and talking to a journalist about what he discussed with the president. Marshall never did it. I don't know of any chiefs of staff who behaved in that way. It's all to burnish his 
credentials going Obviously. forward, whether he's on the board of a defense contractor or another corporate board. This is laying the path for Milley, not for America. Precisely. America be damned, frankly. And, uh, you know, we have too many of these people. And someone has got to get in there and change it. The Republicans have got to defund the nonsense in the military and not just fall back on the, oh, we love our troops. Of course we love our troops. But until we use the power of the purse here and say, no, yes. we're not funding this, they're going to keep doing this. Well, somebody said tyranny like hell is not easily overcome and warned us about summer soldiers and sunshine patriots. Well, we've had too many of them. We need the real thing now. Somebody needs to stand up and say, we will not fund you anymore until you change these things. And frankly, we know they're not going to change it. It doesn't matter. We should do everything in our power to obstruct them. Can we beat China in a... In a <laughs> Listen, I don't think we could really fight our way out of a wet paper bag right now. We're, we're a mess. The armed forces are probably in the worst shape that I remember since the 70s. Colonel McGregor, uh, this is a sobering conversation, but we need to have it, and everybody needs to know what's at stake. Thank you. Laura Ingram with Colonel Doug McGregor. And, and if you wonder why he was never made a general, it's because he was probably too straightforward. He wasn't as political. And in the environment that we're living in today, a lot of the uh, the highest uh, officers in the military are politicians. This guy here, McGregor, he was a military guy. And I think that if it was a different time, if, if he were around maybe uh, in 1935, 1940, he would have been a general. Oh, I believe so. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you got to have guys like that, and all they do is blow things up and break things, and they do it so that, you know, we can come in and, 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 and deliver, you know, what else do democracy. You the, what else do you have the military for? That's all it is. Yeah. Defend yourself. And, you know, if, if diplomacy and democracy is not working, well, then, yeah, okay. You send in these guys and they go, okay. You know, the, it's like a football team, you know? I all saw right, we a, got a promo for the Russian army recently, a video, and it showed them uh, training. It showed them doing all these wonderful things that you'd expect the military to do, climbing poles, vaulting fences, uh, you know, all the things that soldiers do. Then I saw a promo for the U.S. Army, and it was all about pronouns. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, my God, we're doomed. And to hear a guy like Doug McGregor say we couldn't find our way out of a wet paper bag right now, if we know that, if he knows that, you know the Russians, the Chinese, and the North Koreans know that. You know it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm hoping that, uh, if Trump gets back in, he considers Doug McGregor as his next chairman of the joint chiefs of staff. Someone asked a question to, a, a, a general yesterday. I saw the interview. I don't think it was Doug McGregor. It was another general. And he said, um, could a guy like Milley be court-martialed for what he's done? Because, you know, he's admitted that he, he was fighting against Trump while he was working in the administration of the president. He was going again. He, he was the guy who supposedly told his counterpart in red China, don't worry. If we decide to go right. to war, we'll give you a heads up. I'll call you. That's treason. And somebody it said, it is, yeah. but you gotta, it, it goes beyond us just saying, saying it, it goes beyond taking his words against him because you've got that. You've got the deep state. You call it whatever you want, you know? Uh, but they're out there, and even if we take control, 
they're still out there and they're going to do their little dirty tricks. They'll protect their own or they'll eat their own if it, if it behooves them, but you're not going to be able to, you know, well, you know, down. a guy like Millie, if Trump gets back in, it was said that, well, he'll probably got to go. He'll probably resign before Trump is sworn in. But what people don't realize is that a, an officer of that uh, rank, even when he retires, can be called back. He can be made active again. You never really uh, are inactive when you are a general. When you are uh, a flag officer, a general, you can retire. You can get your benefits and go play golf. But if the president turns around and says, I want General so-and-so activated and back in this office tomorrow, he has to go. So a guy mm -hmm. like Milley could be court-martialed. They could activate him and bring him back. Speaking of that, Bill, did you hear about Nancy Pelosi, what she wants to do? Should she lose the uh, House Speaker position? This ought to be good. She wants to go to Rome and be the ambassador of Italy. How could she qualify to do that? Well, she's Italian. I mean, you know, she has Italian heritage. and uh, But I think she's trying to get as far away from having to pay for her sins, so to speak. If she, if she could be the ambassador to the moon... I think she would want that. Just well, you know what? I'll pay for the fuel to put her on the rocket to the moon. <laughs> I just hope nothing bad happens to it. You know, they can't even get the Atlas rockets I off know. the grounds with all the leaks. Governor Gavin, Gavin Newsom has signed a bill that makes uh, possibly the pay of fast food workers go up to $22 an hour, and he thinks that's a wonderful thing. And I was thinking, when I first thing I, I thought of when I read this was automation. You are going to see two guys running a fast food store from now in the not too distant future, and everything is going to be computerized. It'll be coming to you like a vending machine on the well, drive-through. Before, before Biden ever got in, one of the things they talked about, and it wasn't a Trump thing, but these corporations were going. I know that Wendy's got together, McDonald's got together, KFC got together, and I think the, some of the places are already built big warehouse restaurants that sit there and they have all the recipes for the McDonald's, the Burger Kings and everything. So you call in and say, Hey, I want a big Mac with cheese. All right. Mm -hmm. They make it and deliver it to you. And they just put it in the proper wrapper and packaging, but it is the same automated place that makes everything. So it would be soon. It's you, going you to mean be, it's going to be like one kitchen for several different kinds of. Uh, look at us. That, that's, that was a plan about three or four years ago. And they're moving forward. So these fast food workers going, yeah, man, I'm getting 25 bucks an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> you got screwed. Oh, my uh, gosh. Come in, but, you know, wake up and smell the greed out there. It's uh, Biden's energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm. She's a piece of work. She, she thinks that California is really in the forefront when it comes to energy. Listen. California is in the lead, can show the rest of the nation how it is done. That's right. In the meantime, uh, California is suffering through uh, rolling blackouts. <laughs> rolling blackouts. Listen to this. This is from a California TV station. It was in the news yesterday. 
An all-time high. The city of Fresno is on track to set a heat record for September. This is a live look from the downtown Fresno Skycam. We are also under a flex alert as the state prepares for possible outages. Good afternoon. I'm Graciela Moreno. And I'm Dale Yurong. We're live on ABC 30, Hulu Live, and wherever you stream. This is a live look right now at the Cal ISO website. The current capacity stands at nearly 59,000 megawatts, while the demand is just under that at 51,000. That is the highest demand the state has ever seen, but you can help by cutting back on your energy use until 9 o'clock this evening. Oh, yeah, amazing. You know, they showed this like it was a weather report. Yeah. They went to the screen. We're at 59,000 megawatts. We're currently doing this much. And I thought, you got to be kidding. Is this where California is going right now? Yeah. Well, I'm from Fresno. I yeah. grew up in Fresno, of course. I thought about you said, when I saw yeah. this. Yeah. When they, they sat there and said ABC 30, I, th I thought, wait a minute. Uh, Channel 47 was the ABC station. They must have Channel changed, 30 yeah. was the CBS station, NBC, which is, that was the McClatchy's, and that was uh, Channel 24. Yeah. And then they had all those UPN, well, they didn't have, the, they had independents that came on and all that crap, but it's gotten hot like that before. I remember as a young kid, they've gone through heat waves before. It's, they're nothing new to it. It's reclaimed desert. It's what it is. Yeah. It, and I remember my dad going, remember, son. Roll up the hose after you water the lawn and the plants. Roll up the hose. You leave it out there, it'll melt. One day, I forgot to do it. Went to school, came home, and I looked. I said, oh, man, am I oh. in <laughs> trouble? <laughs> because that hose was, was melted. melted. <laughs> it was done, and so was I. But you know, it's interesting. They make it sound like this is a new thing for California, like you said. And they have had heat waves throughout its entire existence what's what's new to california right now is the fact that they've shut off a lot of very effective power plants because they were coal fired or because they were nuclear powered they're in trouble right now you're seeing a situation where there are less systems in place to fulfill the energy needs of california gavin newsom i gotta i gotta play this for you this guy right, is go ahead this guy bill is a space cadet uh, he truly he he is uh, one of a kind, and he wants to be president. Don't you? California and many other western states are experiencing simply unprecedented temperatures. In fact, this heat wave is on track to be both the hottest and the longest on record for this state and many parts of the west for the month of September. Californians, you've stepped up to help in a big way to keep the lights on so far. But we're heading, we're heading to the worst part of this heat wave, and the risk for outages is real, and it's immediate. These triple-digit temperatures throughout much of our state are, are leading, not surprisingly, to record demand on the energy grid. Everyone has to do their part to help step up for just a few more days. Individuals, the state, industries, business, all doing their part to help reduce strain on the grid. Now, here's specifically what you can do in the early morning hours, particularly tomorrow and the next day or so, pre-cool your home. Run your air conditioning earlier in the day when more power is available. And we encourage you to close your windows and blinds to keep your home cool as well. And today and tomorrow afternoon after 4 p.m., in particular 4 p.m., please turn your thermostat up to 78 degrees or higher and avoid to the extent possible using any really large appliances. You can visit flexalert.org to learn more about what you can do. Californians, you've rallied before and we can do it again. Keep it up. 
This is a problem created by politicians. But what did Jennifer Granholm say? California is in the lead, can show the rest of the nation how it is done. You gotta love it. These people yeah. are living in a different planet. Yeah, and they're rationing water out there. You know, you go to a restaurant, you know, they only have so many little bottles. The little, mm. the littlest of little bottles to yes. hand out to everybody for the water that they drink. As a matter of fact, there's a couple of towns that uh, the water has been shut off. There is no water. They have to truck it in. And fancy restaurants, I mean, these five-star restaurants that you mm -hmm. go to, you can't go to the restroom in there. You have to use the porta potty outside. Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh, well. Yeah, you go to these nice beach resorts and everything, and it's porta potties. Yeah, you know, like, excuse I, me, uh, concierge, could, uh, could you tell me where the restroom is? Yes, go out the door, <laughs> go around the back of the building. There's some porta potties You'll there. You'll see this little blue house. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be a green one, but we have them back there. <laughs> yes. And if it's full, uh, let us know. You'll know when you get oh close. Oh, my gosh. Oh, dear heavens. You know, and you wonder why people are leaving that beautiful state. You know, the, the image that I have recently is the image when they showed the charging units for the electric vehicles, and yeah. they were surrounded by uh, a tent city. And this is on a main street in L.A. Right. And I'm thinking, L.A. used to be kind of a, a neat place to go to. I wouldn't go near it right now. But then again, they, I wouldn't go near a lot of cities right now. I worked in New York, and I probably wouldn't go anywhere near, near New York right now because of uh, the safety issue. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do about the electricity because they've got a problem. And they shut down, what is it, that PG&E plant. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the one that they used in the China Syndrome. They, I think they shut that one down, the nuclear power plant. Uh, which I guess is totally fine, although it's, it, you know, and that's the other question I do have about the nuclear industry. You know, when they when they build a plant, they're certified for 20, 25 years. Then they're going, and that's the life of them. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, a while back, because of what happened at Three Mile Island, yada, 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 well, what they, they're doing is, well, we can recertify them. I know the ones around where I live, you know, it got recertified. It's on its uh, second go-around. I'm going like, how long will that damn building last? Because I see old buildings downtown. Yeah. And we got to put some new mortar in between the bricks and the, I'm going there, you know, we don't have this electric energy thing under F control. And figure I it out. Actually, yeah. I think there, there are solutions out there, but big money doesn't want to do the solution because they won't be making big money. There are answers out there. They and the left throws ridiculous solutions at us, like everybody should buy an electric car. And and maybe on the surface, that looks great. Oh, I'll be doing something good for the environment. But actually, you're doing something bad for the environment because all of the waste that comes from an electric car. You say waste? Well, the battery, when it runs out, what do you do with the batteries when they're done? You have 2,000 pounds of batteries in your car that when they no longer can hold a charge, have to be disposed of, and they haven't really figured out what the heck to do with them. Well, the other thing that people got to realize, if you've got any kind of little appliance, that, oh, it's, it's rechargeable. Just plug it in and right. uh, plug it into that, and it recharges. These batteries, they kind of like have their own brain. And unless you let that battery run all the way out yep. and then charge it back up, 
And let's say, you know, I got a half a charge left. I'm going to go ahead and recharge it right now. Pretty soon you teach that battery never to, you know, to fully drain. It starts putting out, putzing out after, well, I got 75% left, not according to its brain. Right. And then you try to charge it up. Well, its brain says, no, I don't need any more charge. In other words, you trying to, it's not like a gas tank. Yep. You know, battery people say it's called memory. Mm-hmm. The batteries have memory. And uh, you're exactly right. After a certain period of time, they just don't hold a charge like they used to. And then what, yeah. do, you do, what do you do with them, Bill? What do you do with 2,000 pounds of lithium? Where do you well, put it? You, you, well, see, that's the problem. Because lithium is a dust anyway. It's, it, you, know, you can mine it in the ground. But it's what they do with it that turns it to its toxic level. But once once that's done, you can't. I saw a disposal field somewhere, Bill. I think it was in China. It it was acres and acres of yellowish green fields of of spent lithium, and it to me looked like they didn't know where to put it and what the heck to do with it next. And you know what they're probably going to do, to be honest with you. You know, we're going back to the moon now. Trump was going to put us back in the moon, not for lithium. But, you know, uh, the liberals who say the green earth, they would probably sit there and say, put it on a rocket, put it on the dark side of the moon so we don't have to see it, and dump it there. And, you know, that'll cause another problem somewhere down the road, I guarantee you. My friend, we've done it again, another show in the can, but uh, it's been an interesting one. I've enjoyed today's program. We had a a lot of interesting things to talk about. My brother up in in Massachusetts sends his regards. He listens to the show and uh, is a fan. He says to say hello to you. So well, I'm I'll saying, shout out the window. What's his yes, name? John. Oh, yeah. John. John, if you hear your name, yes. that's me shouting out the window. <laughs> John! Hey! That's Thank Bill. <laughs> Neighbors hey. around here going, what the hell is going on yeah. with that guy? Uh, you know, you, uh, I heard something noisy outside. Well, maybe that was John. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, buddy. Have a great day. I have to hit the doctor's. Right now, I have a doctor's appointment. You know when no, you don't get, hit your doctor. No, give no, him no. A, give him an apple. This is a skin check. They're always fun. You know, a skin check. It's when you get naked. Well, <laughs> see, one of the one of the few times that I <laughs> I get a chance to do that in front of anybody anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, my see friend. Ya. Have a good day. <laughs>